What's up, my friends? Welcome to Good Human, a podcast for all the multifaceted humans trying to navigate this crazy world. I don't know about you, but the internet has kind of made me feel like I need to define my whole life purpose and confine my personality to some palatable niche. So I'm here to remind you, and myself, that being a human is way more than the perfect Instagram photo or internet persona. It's being messy and loud one day and soft and sensitive the next. It's being intelligent and mature and also silly and wild. It's crying during a cute rom-com, belly laughing with your friends, and having a meltdown because you burned the banana bread you were trying to make all in one night. So whether you want to create a morning routine, decide if you want to be a parent, try a new pasta recipe, get out of a funk, or just have a little gossip about pop culture, we'll talk about it all. Because sometimes you want to ponder the meaning of life, and other times you just want to giggle about internet memes. Whatever it is you're tuning in for, let this podcast serve as a refreshing reminder that you don't have to know exactly who you are in this world. Just know that you are, without a doubt, a good human. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of Good Human. Today, I have with me Miss Gia of Ambivalent Bitches. Gia and I have become friends through the interwebs, which is just my favorite way to make friends. She's incredible. If you don't know, I was on her podcast, Ambivalent Bitches, back in October, which we were just saying, literally, how has it been so long? Like, felt like two seconds ago. It's been forever. She has an incredible podcast all around the topic of sort of navigating your 20s. So with that, Gia, welcome to Good Human. What a lovely intro. I'm feeling like so supported, so loved, and I didn't expect anything, you know, different coming (laughs) onto your podcast because you're just truly like the most wonderful human I've connected with through the internet. Listen, I've I've had my fair share of issues with the interweb, okay? I have a toxic relationship with it. However, the people I have met, like yourself, make up for all the other, like, weird shit that goes on. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in between, so. (laughs) Well, you're the sweetest. I was, like, quite literally just telling my boyfriend the other day how great you are and how, like... (laughs) You live in central PA. I live in western PA. We need to to make the the drive at some point because I have to meet you in person. I was thinking about you actually because I've been, you know, trying to sell one of my vital organs to get a fucking <laughs> ticket to Taylor Swift's concert. <laughs> yeah. And I was like looking at her the schedule and she's going to be in Pittsburgh I think in June and I was like I know someone in Pittsburgh mm-hmm, or in that mm-hmm. area and I just immediately thought of you so yes a meeting IRL has got to happen I feel like we just yes. like really like understand each other I, I don't no, know I agree like, why but I I just feel that way and it's so nice we don't, we don't need to understand <laughs> it we can just let it happen I know it's beautiful oh I'm so excited to be here truly today with Gia if you guys don't know we are giving our our input, our unbiased third-party opinions on topics that you all have submitted, sort of asking for advice. And Gia is a self-proclaimed good advice giver. I can't really take any of the advice myself, <laughs> um, but I do... Let me just humble myself here for a second. I as you know, but maybe your listeners don't know this about me, I was actually in grad school studying to become a therapist. And in the therapy realm, giving advice to clients is not, it's, you're not supposed to do that. You're just kind mm-hmm. of supposed to gently nudge people in a healthy direction, which is basically giving advice. Um, but like the word advice in the therapy world, like you will get burnt at the stake for it. So through that training and also just from the shit show of a life I've had, I feel like I have so much within me, like a toolkit to just mm-hmm. share so many good pieces of wisdom or knowledge or whatever it may be to others. Like I can see other people's situations like so clearly and Mm. I can offer so many perspectives for me. My golly, I can't even fucking look in the mirror and see what's looking back at me. I don't know why, but I just like, it's so much harder to work through your own problems than it is to help someone else. So yes, I am going to give some amazing advice here today, but yes, I'm also a hypocrite. So take it all with a grain of salt. And all of that, same here. I mean, not the the like formal education uh, to become a therapist. I don't have that, but 
I think I give pretty good advice. And everything that Gia just said is exactly what you can find on her podcast. That is the vibe. Like she's just giving constant little like nuggets of wisdom. Every time I listen to an episode of Ambivalent Bitches, I'm like, yeah, you know what? Yeah, she's right. <sighs> that is true. And so I just leave every episode feeling amazing. So we're bringing that energy over to Good Human today. And if you would like to explain a little bit more about Ambivalent Bitches, the origin story, if you will, I would love for you to do that before we jump in. Absolutely. So Ambivalent Bitches, my child, um, my everything, even though we've been having a bit of a complicated relationship recently, just because I am deeply unwell, <laughs> as most of <laughs> us are, you know? Um, Relatable. But I started Ambivalent Bitches. I mean, like I just said, I was studying. Uh, I was in grad school, training to become a therapist, and it just – it wasn't the right fit. You all know what I, what I mean when I say that. Like when you're in – whether it's a role like professionally, whether it's a relationship, whether it's a location that you're living, you just know when something doesn't feel right to you. And I think for a while I just like was resisting that kind of like intuitive knowing that I wasn't doing and I wasn't where I was supposed to be because I was ashamed of like having made the wrong mistake, especially like such a big one. It's like I put all out there that I was like going to NYU I'm gonna be a therapist like fuck all you people I know what I'm doing like I was so headstrong in that decision so then to have to go back on it was a really it was a really hard thing to do but I did it because I knew if I just kept going on this path that was not like feeling good to me it was just going to continue to escalate by continuing to not feel good to me like even on a higher level. Mm -hmm. um, so I dropped out. I said sayonara to everything that I knew because I, in undergrad, I studied psych. So everything was like gearing up to be a therapist. I didn't know any other way to like proceed in life. So I really just like went balls to the wall through all caution to the wind. And I dropped out and I was like, you know what? I think there are other girlies out there or just other people in general who are maybe in a similar situation as me who are, you know, in their twenties at the time I was 23 and are just really trying to grasp what life is about, what they want theirs specifically to look like and feel like, and they just, they don't know how to make it feel good to them. And maybe we can work through that together and maybe it's going to be messy actually. In fact, it's, it's definitely going to be messy, but if we can do it together, if we can support each other, if we can embrace all of the chaos, all the uncertainty and not be so ashamed and fearful of it, maybe we can actually get to where we want to go. And maybe like this idea of getting somewhere isn't even real, you know, maybe what's all happening right now in this moment is exactly where we're supposed to be. So that's kind of what ambivalent bitches is and what it has become and what I hope it continues to further grow into is just a space where we just are really immersed in each other presently. And it comes in waves, right? Like I said, I'm having a complicated relationship with showing up on the internet recently and that's okay too. And I'm hoping to open up about that because even if you're not a podcaster, whether it's in your regular life, there are periods of like going inward and like maybe isolating yourself a little bit and that's normal. And I think the more we talk about these things that we're um, afraid of being judged for, I think it makes it just feel a lot safer to exist. So yeah. Guys, do you see what I mean? The wisdom, just oh. she's so well-spoken. <laughs> Everything she says just like lights up these lightning bolts in my brain. Like, yes, yes, yes. All the I neurons, all the synapses. Yes. <laughs> They're firing. I love it. Also, I desperately need to cough, but I didn't want to interrupt your incredible, incredible description of ambivalent Girl. bitches. So bottom functions, <clears throat> they must happen. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's yes. allergy season in it Pennsylvania. Is. It is Crazy very distressing. I love everything that you just said, like 100%. I, it's so courageous to switch directions in life, especially when you feel like you've like given so much and have dedicated so much time, energy, money, all of the above to something that's like no longer suiting you. And it's really courageous. And the, the people that exist in the world, the number of people that exist in the world that just continue something out of that kind of, you know, not wanting to give it up or the sunk cost or, you know, the pride even like it's 
10 times more brave to say, you know what, I, I did this, I tried it, it's not for me, and I'm going to move on to something else. And I saw a TikTok yesterday, which I can't claim this being anything that came from my own brain, but it was one of those things where it's like, you know, but then you hear someone else say it and you're like, wow, the, the, I've yeah. never, it's in my brain, like it's in the flaps and in the folds, but it's never been articulated. And she said something along the lines of people are always trying to figure out what do they want to do with their life. And you can never know what you want to do in the future. You can only know what you want to do in the moment. So do that because that's what you should be doing. Like we can't spend our lives trying to like predict what we're going to want to do. Do what you want to do right now. That might change. That's totally fine. All you can all you can deal with is is the right now. And I was like, so true, Queen. So true. I needed that. It's so true that like when you hear someone say it and it's always, you know, been inside of you, like we all have this kind of inner wisdom within us, but sometimes it takes another person. It could be a random person at a random point in time. And it finally like really connects in your brain. And that's all that I hope my podcast is able to do because sometimes I really do feel like I'm just shouting into the ether. So even just to hear you say today, like maybe I say a certain thing and you're like, no, no, no. Like I really understand what you're saying. Um, That's all any of us, I think who are behind a microphone are hoping to do. So I think you're doing the same thing. Actually, I don't think it. I know it because when I listen, I listen back to some (laughs) of your episodes because I'm just like, I need a friend right now. And you're just like that person. And I know that you're that person for so many people. And just having these conversations, I think, is what life is truly about. I get very hung up still about what is my life's purpose because Mm, it's just like this huge thing that like I don't know why I'm here why now why me like why is this my stream of consciousness but I think when we get to have experiences like this just human to human connection being good humans I Mm. think that really might like boil it all down I think that's what all of our purpose is in being here feels nice 100% (laughs) oh I love it such good vibes already All right. Are you ready to dive in to giving some advice? I am so pumped for this. All right. Let's dive on in. Some of these are really short and simple. Some of them are a little longer. So let's start with possibly an easy one. This one says, not really advice, but I'm flying for the first time next month and I'm terrified. What should I do on the plane to pass time? Ooh, okay. You're flying for the first time. I wonder where you're flying. First of all, is this a long flight, short flight? I need some context I here because right? I, don't, I, I don't know if I want to knock you out with medication and then you're <laughs> going to like be there in an hour, <laughs> right? And, like not be able to get out of your seat. Um, for me, I was, I think more of an anxious flyer, of course, when I was younger. And then as I got older, I was like, these machines are like built to do this stuff. And I think mm-hmm that is a really important thing to try and not trick your mind into understanding, but just like give your brain that information because you're probably thinking irrationally because you're in an emotional state. This is something you've never done before. You're operating out of fear, Um, but give your brain information that is trustworthy. Like these planes are flying all day, every day. And by really like reliable people, I mean, these people don't have their ability to fly for no reason. Um, I, I always am trying to find facts to kind of get the irrationality out of my brain because it is in there all the time. Just really lean in on like knowing that that is, it is a safe place for you to be. And if you're worried about like being around other people, I know after COVID so many people are just like really on edge about like germs and just like sharing really small confined spaces with people. I'm still a big mask wearer. So if that is something that you are wanting to just like, you want to keep yourself protected in that that kind of sense, like wear a mask. It doesn't matter if no one else around you is wearing one. If it's like more of a comfort thing, do that. Have your favorite little snacks, little drinks, things that make you feel comfortable. Just take little pieces of your everyday routine and bring that along with you. Um, I think that is, that's all I got, I think. That's yeah. Amazing. I love that so much because my issues with anxiety and stuff is the same way. Like one of the best things that helps pull me out of it is getting a little more logical and like really thinking things through like everything you said that has helped me with anxiety around flying before or even like recently learning that 
no one has ever like a, a plane isn't going to crash because there's turbulence i yes. was always under the assumption that it's like oh my gosh turbulence like we're going down i need to like say a prayer and text my loved ones because this is the end of the world apparently that's not a thing the only reason people tend to get hurt during turbulence is if you're like up moving about which sit exactly. in your seat with your little seatbelt on and you're good to go so yeah learning facts like that like actual evidence that i'm gonna be okay is so 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 helpful I think also, I don't know if you're flying with somebody or if this is a solo trip, but having someone available in some capacity to talk to, because even airports can just be kind of overwhelming. So if you're with somebody, like be upfront and be like, listen, I'm very nervous about this and I'm very scared. And I don't know what to expect. And maybe they can help kind of guide you and support you in that. Or if you're doing this thing solo, have somebody available to text, like let your friends know like, hey, I might need to talk a couple months ago, last time I was traveling, I had a full-blown panic attack in the Montreal airport. Luckily, my boyfriend was there. But like, if you feel like you're going to be dealing with, you know, that level of issues, then I would absolutely make sure that you have someone like available, whether it's in person or, or via phone, so that you're not feeling totally alone in that. Yeah, overstimulation at airports is real. So I think if you've obviously never been through this experience before, I think a great resource that we don't often lean on enough is YouTube. There are so mm. many people who like document like traveling and will like literally show you a play-by-play -play of their travel airport experiences. Like go on YouTube and like watch one of your favorite like YouTubers vlogs. So you can see like kind of what happens or even literally like go on YouTube and type in like the airport process. So you can kind of know ahead of time what goes on. Cause listen, the first time you go to an airport, even if you are an experienced flyer, shit is weird. Like TSA mm -hmm. is a little stressful in and of itself. But then once you're in the airport, it's like, where's this terminal? Where's this gate? Oh my gosh, it changed. Now I have to go here. So I think kind of getting yourself accustomed with the process ahead of time by leaning on some type of resource that is easily available, such as that on YouTube, is a another great thing you can do if you have the time to like look into that. That's what I would totally. do. I'm a freak. I'm like, I need to see what's going on. It's like me looking up menus before I go to a restaurant. I need to know what's yes. going on. Okay. Or like what is what is the parking situation? I have to know that or I'm not coming because mm. I, I need to be able to park somewhere. <laughs> Yes. So I think just leaning on information that's available to you is really going to help you through this. And like you said, just leaning on someone, having someone to text or if you're with somebody is amazing too. Unfortunately, I'm the person who is always taking the reins at the airport, mm -hmm. um, which is like real unfortunate as an anxious person. But I believe in you. I think you're going to get, I don't think you're going to get through this. I know you're going to get through this and I bet you're going to end up loving it and wanting to continue traveling more and more because it's such an expansive, expansive experience. And you're probably going to be so incredibly proud of yourself afterwards. The buildup to something is truly the scariest part. And one of the best feelings of doing something scary is once you've done it and you're like, okay, well, that wasn't that bad. And even if it was bad, you did it. So yeah, you got this. literally every task I've like been fearful of doing. I end up doing it and I'm like, All right, really? I work yeah. myself up for what? Mm -hmm. And that's probably Same. like maybe where you're at right now. So just like believe in yourself. You can do this. I bet you're going to have an amazing time and you got to keep us updated how it goes. Yes. All right. On to the next. This is a great one for you, I think, okay. Okay. based on the content of ambivalent bitches. It's like Got it. they knew. This person says, hi, I've been feeling really lost lately and would love advice on getting through that feeling. My friendships have gotten distant. I don't really like my job. I'm super single. And it just seems like everyone around me is thriving while I'm a lost puppy. Mm. Okay. Lost puppies are adorable, by the way right? Because they're, they're truly just trying their very best to find where they belong. And there's nothing more endearing than someone who's like dedicated to keep searching. And that's what it sounds like. I feel like there's a bit of hope in this, this message that you sent in. So I want to give you that there. Like this is not the end of your story. It's literally the very, very beginning. Um, being lost is it's like a human like universal experience and I think we're all so like terrified of feeling lost but mm -hmm. I think being lost is actually one of the most empowering states to be in because you're motivated to get the fuck out of it right you have recognized my friendships are kind of 
withering away. I'm really single. I hate my job. You're recognizing that you are, are wanting things to change. So I think that is initiative in and of itself. Like that's a beautiful, beautiful thing to be able to recognize. Like you're clearly self-aware and that's going to take you very, very, very far. And I think just knowing that all people at any given point in their life could very well be feeling incredibly lost. Even the people that you think have it all together, which is what mm -hmm. we're often seeing a, portray a portrayal of on social media. Um, I guarantee that all of the aspects of their life aren't as, you know, perfect or seamless as it looks. And I think just really like leaning into this kind of sense of wandering, right? You're lost. You're wandering. You're searching for something like go everywhere. Right? Yes. Explore everything. I don't know exactly how old you are, but I'm assuming you're probably in your twenties as well. Like there is no better time than now to experiment, to reach out to new people, to see what other job listings are out there, to see like, oh, could I maybe uh, explore a new town or city? Could I potentially move there? Like, what are your capabilities? And I guarantee they're much, much greater than you're giving yourself credit for. And just give yourself permission to grow, outgrow certain people, say goodbye to certain relationships or certain situations and places and roam. And don't mm -hmm. feel like there is this big destination or this big thing you need to achieve. Just, I think being lost is one of the best places to be. And honestly, being found, you're kind of almost pigeonholed into that. Right now, you're so free. And I encourage yeah. you to keep being free to just go wherever, do whatever, be whoever. Yeah. Being lost and like being in a period of transition is definitely really difficult but that can also be flipped into like a period of discovery the world is your oyster at this point and yeah to your point Gia there's never it's never too late to like make new friends it's never too late to get a new job it's never too late to do anything in life and you know no one has it all together so I wouldn't harp too much on feeling like everyone around you has it all figured out because I can almost guarantee you that they absolutely do not, whether they're portraying that they do. We're all struggling with our own things at, at any point in our lives. But yeah, I think being feeling lost and being in a period of, of transition is a really great opportunity for so much discovery. Like this is an amazing opportunity to really like dig in and learn about yourself and what you like and what you don't like. And that way you can craft better relationships and you can get that job that feels more aligned with what you want and who you are. And not to be like too toxic positive because, you know, you can totally feel like your life sucks. Like that's normal and you're allowed to feel that way. You don't have to like flip everything on its head and try to find the sunny side of things, but just do know that there is always this other window that is, you know, shining bright sunlight through and and you're gonna you're gonna get through it. It's interesting because there are periods of time where I wake up in the morning and I I genuinely just like don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I have no clue where I'm going. And then I wake up the next day and I feel a sense of belonging. I feel a sense of purpose. So you really don't know how quickly and fleeting mm -hmm. like that kind of emotion is until you're out of it. And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, I don't even know how I got from here to there, but you will. And I think that is such a hopeful thing to like cling on to when you are in these moments of just like hating your life and not knowing what's going on and not knowing what you want to do next. Um, just kind of knowing that it doesn't last forever. All of our emotional experiences are so, so, so fleeting. So, I mean, as much as you want to lean into like the exploration aspect, you can lean into the feeling angry or sad and really kind of embrace all, you know, capacities of your emotionality because they're all valid. And yeah. I think just allowing yourself to feel what you're feeling in the present moment and then not sulking in it, not laying down and making a bed in it, but knowing like, yeah, I feel like shit right now. So I'm going to feel like shit and watch some movies and like not move for maybe like 12 hours. But like tomorrow I'm going to wake up and I know that like a whole nother day is ahead of me and I can literally do anything I want. I mean, given certain circumstances, but I can sort of do everything I want. And hopefully that will take me to where I feel I am meant to be and go. 
Yeah. Something else I've been trying to do is stop like categorizing things as good and bad in any aspect of my life, whether it's like food or an emotion. Things can just exist. They don't have to exist within these like moral buckets of being good or bad. You can just be in a shitty mood and that doesn't have to be a bad thing. That can just be like you're allowed to just be. Yeah. Sometimes you just literally wake up on the quote unquote wrong side of the bed not even the wrong side it's just the side of the bed where I'm just like not feeling my version of 100% and that's totally fine like we can't expect ourselves or anyone else to always be operating at their fullest optimal level you know because like that's just completely unreal and unattainable so like allow yourself to flow uh, give yourself grace be compassionate like i said you sound like a very self-aware person because you you're feeling these things you're writing in for support which is so lovely thank you for like thinking that we're able to give you support i hope this is what you were you were yes. hoping to get out of this um, Same. and I, I really have a strong belief that you'll be able to overcome this period and you're gonna thrive bitch i believe in you 100 percent. you got this all right, we're moving on to the next one. Also, my phone is about to die, so I am transitioned now to the laptop. <laughs> Listen, my shit's always on Ugh. zero. I honestly have been in this weird space where it's like, let it die. <laughs> I don't no, want same, same. <laughs> I've been letting her die. I've been leaving her at home. It's great. It is. I know these things have become like an extension of ourselves, and I. I don't know how comfortable I am with it anymore, but that's mm -hmm. that's a story for another day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on to the next. Hi, I have a friend who's honestly been a real shit friend lately. I really took some distance, but now she won't leave me alone because she needs my support for a hard time in her life. I want to be supportive, but I'm having trouble because she was really selfish and absent during some really low points in my life recently when I needed her support. It feels very, sorry I wasn't there for you, but now I need you. I'm still upset with her, but I also want to make sure she is okay while keeping my own mental health safe and keeping some space between us. Basically, I'm feeling guilty for setting boundaries and standing up for myself. Help, LOL. Mm. First thing I will say that I'm sure you might have heard is that if someone's upset with you setting a boundary, that's probably good proof that the boundary needed to be set. So good on you because that is extremely difficult. It's not an easy thing to do, especially with friends. So first things first, good for you for setting that boundary to begin with. Yeah, boundary setting with friends, with family. It's heartbreaking at times, but it's an inevitable if you want to be able to function and to lead a happy, healthy life for yourself. What I'm hearing here is that your friend may need to do some healing and introspective work of their own as we all do and should, you know, continue to do throughout our entire lives. It sounds like maybe she didn't she didn't have the like bandwidth or the, you know, ability to support you, so she just kind of ghosted, which is never an acceptable like behavior to exert towards a friend. So I'm really sorry that that was what you had to go through because I mean, when you're friends with someone, you expect them to be there for you th through thick and thin. So mm -hmm. I'm really feeling for you in that moment. It's, it's hard. I'm assuming this is like, like a, a friendship woman to woman and they are very intricate and embedded and enmeshed and all of these really like complicated things. But I think you asserting that boundary is telling you everything maybe you needed to know about this person and hopefully they will you know like you said they're angry maybe they will take their anger and do something productive with it and maybe you can try and have a conversation with him or her about this thing you know like mm -hmm. this is why I did this I think having open lines of communication with people in your life is literally the only way to yes lead a, like have a sustainable relationship is mm -hmm. saying like okay this is what happened this is why I did xyz what are we going to do moving from here? If it's not received by this friend, then I mean, it's tough, but you yeah. might have to cut them off. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's probably like my first question. It's so hard to answer these without like getting more information. I need to do some yes. sort of like follow up here, but is this a friend that you really want to keep around? Like what, what level are we at in, in the friendship circles here? Um, if it is, then absolutely i think it's worth having a conversation about 
And I really struggle to have some of those like more vulnerable conversations with my own friends or with my family. Um, And my own therapist gave me a good little tip the other day. She was like, acknowledge how uncomfortable it is. Like you don't have to ignore when something is hard or weird or uncomfortable. Say like, hey, it's really hard for me to like be vulnerable about this, but X, Y, Z, or I'm pretty uncomfortable like bringing this up with you, but I value our friendship. So X, Y, Z. And yeah, I think the only way is to have open and honest communication with those people in your life. And it's not fun all the time and it's not easy. But it really can open the door to like the most beautiful, intimate relationships with people like that. That's how you cultivate really meaningful relationships is by having that vulnerability and having those uncomfortable conversations. So in this situation, I would probably say like, hey, I'm really sorry you're going through this tough time. I absolutely want to be here for you. But for my own sake, I also need to make sure that I'm like filling my own cup and taking care of myself mentally. So you know, this might be all I can can give to you right now. You know, I, I might only be able to talk to you about this. Like, I don't know whether it's certain times of the day or if you're busy with work or whatever it is, like set the expectations around it. And it might feel like kind of unnatural to do that because I think so many of us are not used to having those types of conversations. At least I'm not really with friends. But when you avoid doing that, that's when miscommunication comes in. That's when like resentment builds. So I think the best thing to do in all situations and especially this one, yeah, is to be upfront and even say like, you know, I went through a really hard time recently and and it kind of hurt me that you weren't there for me. I don't want to do that to you. Like I want to be here for you. But again, I need to make sure that I'm also taking care of myself at the same time. And if it's a, a, a good friend, a true friend, like they'll understand that for sure. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I agree to everything you said, especially when you're saying like, what category of friend is this? I think that is a very important distinction. If this is someone you just newly met, they don't Mm -hmm. like really, I'm sorry to say this, like hold much weight or value in your life. I would say it's not necessary to put your own self through this level of uncomfortability. Yeah. But if this is like we said, somebody that you really like want to keep in your life and you really want to work through this, I think just opening the lines of communication, like honesty will never, ever steer you wrong because it's going to show you one way or another. If this is somebody who is, you know, going to be around sticking around in my life or somebody who I am going to need to, you know, leave in the past. And that is going to be hard, but being honest and also leading with that compassion, understanding like they're going through something difficult too, but also we're all always going through something difficult. It's, it's wild to think that somebody is just perfect and can just be everything to you because it's so far from the truth or reality. So I think, you know, you need to acknowledge your own limits and you need to just be really clear with that. And yes, it will feel maybe like we said, unnatural, uncomfortable, but like Abby said, if this is somebody who really loves and values your friendship, they will get it. And like I said, you leave with that honesty and they say, I don't like that you're asserting these boundaries. I don't like that you're doing this. Then sayonara, goodbye. You're not the kind of person that I, you know, deserve to be, Mm -hmm. you know, in proximity with because I wouldn't do this to you. So why would I accept that for myself? Right. It's all it's a two way street. Like if someone's expecting this kind of like level of support from you, they also need to be able to give that back to you at certain points as well. And like Gia said, everybody's always going through something and, you know, it's, it's very difficult to balance that and balance friendships. But I think if you kind of approach things with that idea that like we're all going through it, all right, we're probably all going through it. There's a lot more like compassion there. I think when you when you step out of your own little bubble and your own little world and all the things that you're dealing with, and you realize that everyone else has their own bubble of all their own shit that they're also dealing with. I just think if yeah, we all kind of thought about that a little bit more, people would probably have more compassion for each other in general. Yeah, I always think about that, and I haven't. I shouldn't say I always thought about it because it's more like a recent understanding as I've grown older. I think the the frontal lobe and all that stuff mm-hmm. like hardening and shaping yes. itself. I'm like, oh my gosh, wait, there are things always happening outside of me in other people's little vortexes. And it's just so, I don't know, wild <laughs> to kind of grasp that like somebody could have a life as complex or even Mm-hmm. greater in complexity to mine. Um, and I think when you just kind of 
navigate your life with that kind of frame of mind or through that lens, it really just helps you to be a kinder. Oh, you know what? I should say it helps you be a good human. (laughs) There it is. I love a callback. Love, 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 love. The way that I do that in my personal life now, like I frequently bring that up just in day to day. It's very cringe, but hey. No, listen, I do it with ambivalent bitches. I say, <laughs> like, my husband will be like, oh, did you see that this, like, it'll be like a celebrity and he'll point something. I was like, oh, yeah, she's an ambivalent bitch. That's exactly why she did that. <laughs> yes, I love it. Well, I hope that helped. This is also hard. I didn't consider the fact that, like, once we give our whole spiel, there's no feedback on the other end. So I, know. I so that hope good? that helped. Right. <laughs> did we help you? I hope so. You know, it's right. always my fear of, like, invalidating or minimizing so I like try I I also want to lead with honesty and authenticity like how I would proceed in my real life but you never know who's on the receiving end of this and like how they best communicate and take advice so just know that I love all of you who have written in and I want (laughs) the best for you (laughs) me too me too hopefully yeah it's also hard with like not being able to elaborate on the details so yes context is key it is so hope that helped (laughs) All right. Next one we got is I need help with my situationship. LOL. For the last few months, I've been seeing a guy. Let's just call him Michael. We met through friends and since then have spent a lot of time together. We go on dates. We have meaningful conversations and are regularly hooking up. It's everything I want, but we've never explicitly defined what we are. And it's really confusing me. Michael treats me well, but then there are times when I feel really uncertain about where we stand. It's like we act like a couple, but it seems like Michael avoids talking about the future or what we are. I'm so sure some days that he's really into me, and then other days I'm totally confused. I've been contemplating whether I should just straight up ask Michael what we are, but I'm afraid to come on too strong. I don't want to ruin what we have by pushing too hard for a commitment from him because it is still kind of early. So what should I do? Bring it up or wait it out. Thank you. Okay. There's a lot to digest here. (laughs) Yes. Uh, I think the first thing I'm thinking of is because I'm not a big labels girl. Mm -hmm. um, Because I just don't really see – because to me, to be human is to be fluid and to be flexible. And I think especially with relationships, we have this understanding of them that is quite rigid in Mm -hmm. our society. And I get why some people, for maybe like exclusivity purposes, you would want to label and I, I, that's what I'm wondering here. Did she specify if they're exclusive or not? No, they have okay. been hanging out for months, spending lots of time together, going on dates, meaningful conversations, hooking up. Okay, that's but what not I thought. Exclusive. So you're not exclusive. Okay, I think, and I don't want to overstep here, but I'm wondering if maybe the reasoning for wanting to know, like, are we boyfriend girlfriend? Are we not? Is because you're wondering, is he only committed to me or not? Mm-hmm. I think that you can be committed to someone without necessarily having that label. And I think there's a way that you can have this kind of conversation without making this person feel pressured into like saying those words. If that yeah. is something that maybe they aren't fond of, like, I think this is just a really great opportunity to have a conversation on like w- what we feel about relationships, like what we envision relationships in our lives romantically to look like and feel like, because I don't think the world we live in now it has to be this like like I said one rigid way Mm -hmm. um so I think yes have the conversation but it doesn't need to be the what are we conversation it can just be a really like you said you're having meaningful deep conversations already like this could be another beautiful extension or add-on to that just saying like okay so like what do you like envision your future partner to look like and do you think that is or could be me and like yeah. kind of proceed in it and just like this really understanding, but also just like speaking to this person like you have been, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like this complete shift because I think that's when shit gets really weird mm-hmm. and kind of you do potentially scare someone because it's like, wait, 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 we were going this one direction and now it's flipped. Mm-hmm. So I think just turn this into one of those deep, meaningful conversations. 
Yeah, I totally agree. If you're already having the meaningful conversations, like you, you've already entered that sort of like level with him, because that's usually the scary part is like if you've never kind of dug into more vulnerable, meaningful topics, that's harder to bring up. But if you guys are already having conversations like that, yeah, I don't think it has to be like a really formal, scary discussion. To your point, it can be like naturally brought up in conversation in a different way, or even framing it like obviously he's into you. So it probably would wouldn't be weird for you to say like hey I'm having a really good time hanging out with you like I'm enjoying this you know kind of leading into it that way and to Gia's point it could be more of a discussion of like what does your future look like it doesn't have to be like what are we and if it helps you feel any better Matt never asked me to formally be his girlfriend and we've been together for six years so it doesn't have to be like a rigid thing like you said it can just happen naturally and if you're cool with just continuing to hang out maybe there doesn't like need there doesn't need to be that pressure and I think a lot of times some of this kind of pressure for labels is external and it does come from what you feel like the world is telling you you should be doing I face that a lot with again being in a relationship with a man for six years and not being married like I'm not interested in being married right now But no one around me seems to ever understand that. And for a long time, I wanted to get married. And after reflection and after my frontal lobe finished baking, I was like, you know what? I don't think I actually did want to. I think I just wanted to because other people told me that's where we should be at this point. And it was almost like proof that the relationship was valid. And so if it's something like that where it's like, oh, you know, it doesn't feel valid or I want it for these external factors fuck everybody else like do what feels good for you and if what feels good for you is maybe having that label and being in a official relationship that's cool too and I think there's a way to bring that up that that isn't yeah scary or or freaks him out or pushes him away and honestly if that's something you want and it's something you bring up and it does freak him out and push him away then maybe he's not the one which I know is not like just an easy pill to swallow but and it's easier for someone on the outside perspective to say that but I feel like we got a lot of options here absolutely and I think that's like the best position for you to be in I think literally the ball is in your court here and you could proceed with this conversation however which way feels best to you and like we said earlier in the last scenario just like leading with that honesty and just being open and communicative, it's never going to steer you in the wrong direction. It's going Mm -hmm. to give you some sort of resolve. You're going to get an answer, whether it's the one you were looking for or the one you weren't, you're going to get something out of it. So just give it a shot. I don't think there's anything for you to be, you know, tiptoeing around. I think if this is something that's clearly on your mind enough to have written in about it, it's time to take the leap, ask the questions, have the conversations, and go from there. You won't know until you know, until you ask. Yep. I feel like the overall theme in all of these is like, just say it. Communicate. Yes. It's, it might be hard and it might be uncomfy, but yeah, you'll you'll surely get your answer. You will. I know. I think that's like one of the biggest things I've grown into is finally asking questions and asserting my voice. Mm -hmm. Um, As women, I think it's really easy to have our voices be, you know, overpowered by other voices or voices outside of us. And I think it's time to, you know, take your power in this position and say like, okay, let's have this. I want to have this conversation. I I don't, we don't need to make it this big thing, but like, I at least want to have a conversation. And I think you have every right to do that and you can proceed with that conversation however you want, but just know that you can do it and that you're going to be okay, whatever way it goes. Yeah. Cause it's also about what you want too. It seems like you're really looking at it from a perspective of like, what's going to be best for him and like make him most comfortable, but you deserve to express how you're feeling too, and kind of get what, what you want, what you need out of it just as much as he Yes. Oh, yes. A woman's right to like actually lead and live a life Mm -hmm. that she chose that she paved the way of. Yeah. Yeah. That's what that's what this shit's about. And I I feel like in the world we live in the society we live in, we're all always like looked at as being selfish, or we're only caring about ourselves. But it's like, who is going to care for me, care about me if I don't like, tell people, that I am someone who is going to be taken care of. Like I am somebody who I'm not just going to let people 
trail over me or decide like, this is how things are going to go. I think you should use your voice, even if it shakes, even if you say the wrong thing, because this is your life. And it's very important to tell a story that was written by you. And you can't write that story if you don't ask the questions. History? No, it's her story. story. Yeah, <laughs> literally, though, like so cliche, so annoying, but like fucking take the reins mm-hmm. and just see where it takes you. See where you go. Yep. I'm good. I feel like I'm going to end every single one of these with, I hope that helped. <laughs> no, seriously, I really hope it did. Like, like I said, <laughs> don't want to invalidate, don't want to minimize. <laughs> yes. All righty. Moving on to the next one. I have a coworker who has been driving me up the wall. They're constantly complaining about anything and everything and creating a really negative energy at my job. Makes me not want to come into work because I know I will be miserable when they're there. Any ideas on how to cope with a difficult coworker? <laughs> this is grounds for removal. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I had an experience with this at my nine to five where my desk was positioned right next to you know i i i could use a f- use a few choice words here but i won't but this was somebody <laughs> who was extraordinarily irritating and when you're in such close quarters with other people um and you're forced to like work in a friendly way with them it's really really difficult to assert boundaries uphold boundaries in a, like a work a professional capacity mm-hmm. um and i honestly had to leave that job for other reasons. So I was like, Ooh, I got out of there without ever really having to deal with that issue. I'm wondering what it is that this coworker is specifically doing that is annoying you. Mm -hmm. So that is where context would be like really lovely to know, because if it's like a silly thing, like, Oh, they chew their gum really loud or they do this and that it's like, okay, well maybe we can do some noise cancellation (laughs) headphones or something like that. But if it's like, they're like coming to you with problems and they're irritating you and they're like you said, I think you said they're like negative. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there are ways that you can kind of compartmentalize your kind of experience here. You don't always have to absorb everything that somebody is putting out there. There are ways to put up just like boundaries without actually communicating them with people because this isn't somebody Mm. that like you need to have a conversation with I I don't think that this is like this isn't a friend this isn't somebody that we need to like overexert energy towards if anything this is something we need to pull our energy out of and I think just like really making that clear in your own head like yes this person's spewing nonsense yes they're really difficult to be around but I don't need to take that on myself and I think that's where doing introspective work and having like some type of kind of like decompression after work or some type of like healing modality as cheesy as that sounds to really just like hone in on yourself and your own kind of abilities to cope um, is really, really resourceful. And having someone that you can talk about these things to invent and complain and not feel judged about is also Mm -hmm. a lovely thing to be able to do as well. Yeah. It is difficult without knowing the full context. Like I don't know if it is a sort of nine to five office job or if it's more of an interactive thing like a barista or something where you're like actually working with that person so that makes it a little bit challenging but I love everything that you said I think another thing in I don't want this to come across as though I'm making it seem like it's your responsibility to like deal with their negativity but I find sometimes that if you respond in a way that makes it very like clear to that person that you don't want to be involved in that conversation or you're not going to participate in the negativity. They tend to go find someone else. Like I've had experiences with people where it's like just shit talking 24 seven about other coworkers, whatever you will. I'm not, no, leave me out of that. I'm not getting involved. And so I think people very quickly picked up on that. Like I was not the go-to person for them to come to with all of their negativity and they'll go find someone else. Again, I don't know if it's a situation like that, but that always helps just like casually shutting it down. They might take that somewhere else. Again, if it is really like a serious issue and you have a good HR resource, that's always an option as well. Um, If you have a good boss, taking it to your boss, because that's what they're there for, to be a leader and to set expectations for a team. So I think that's always an option. And yeah, At the end of the day, I know it's not easy to just say to quit, 
but yeah. that is an option. Like so many of us, we we all have such different circumstances. So again, I know it's not easy to just find a new job, but I think a lot of us sometimes get stuck in feeling pigeonholed into that thing that we're doing. And I always think it's important to remember that you can change your direction at, at any point. I know that's very broad advice, but it, it's never too late to like try something new, get a new job, you know, so that that is always an option, although definitely not the easiest. Yeah, no, it's not the easiest. But like you said, it's definitely on the table if it's affecting you to such a degree, right? Mm-hmm. I think you need to maybe have, like I said, do that introspective work and really kind of pin down like, what is it about this person that is you know, kind of provoking me enough to like want to seek advice on this because it's clearly it's on your mind. It's bugging you outside of work. Um, But to what actual degree, like, is this something worth stepping away from this job from? Is this worth having a conversation Mm -hmm. with HR or my boss? I think we really need to just be truthful with ourselves in situations like this, because sometimes I have a tendency to dramatize, to catastrophize. I'm just that girl. And then sometimes when I like take a moment and I like actually like kind of sit down with myself and I'm like, okay, like what's actually going on here? Are there other ways that I could maybe handle this that doesn't involve like a major life blow up? If the answer is yes, like there are other ways to go about this that I can stay in this position and it can be healthy and I can like put up these invisible boundaries within myself against this person. Perfect. But if you're like about to explode, you can't do this. Just be honest with yourself and like there are other options in that way too. There's always something you can do. You are not helpless. You are actually so fucking capable. And I just really think that if you're honest with yourself, um, as in all of these scenarios, (laughs) you can really get to where you want to go and lead a life that feels wonderful to you. Love it. I hope that helped. (laughs) Yeah. I really hope I didn't offend or minimize or invalidate. (laughs) Biggest life fear is making anybody feel not good. I think I figured out like what my biggest fear is. And it's that someone feels some sort of way towards me and I don't know about it. Like something happened or someone's mad at me or I did something and they're not communicating it towards me and I don't know about it. Like that is genuinely my biggest fear is is having something be wrong and me not know because I want to fix it. <laughs> I know. I'm a big fixer too. Mm. <sighs> Damn. I wish I weren't though. Like it's so much energy. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. You up at night sometimes. It does. My I should have written some advice. I need <laughs> advice. <laughs> I know. Sometimes I'm like, mm, am I qualified to be giving this? I have a million of my own problems. But again, to what we said at the beginning, sometimes it's a lot easier to like from a third party when you're not in it, it's a bit easier to kind of take a look at it and maybe give some, just some thoughts to, you know, spark some, some ideas within you to, you know, get through whatever you're going through. Yeah. There's no downfall to getting like a fresh pair of eyes on a situation. I think it's like the best thing you could do. So thank you so much for coming to us. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. Thank you. And with that, let's do one more. I cannot believe we've been talking for almost an hour. I know, but like we're really good at this. I know. (laughs) There are, there's, there's more than just one left. So maybe we'll have to do a part two. Oh my gosh. I'm so down. You tell me time and place. I'll be right back here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Last one for today. My boyfriend and I have been together for over two years and living together for about six months, but it feels like we're not spending enough quality time together. After work, he plays video games or is on his phone, which I guess that's kind of what I do too. I don't feel like we're hanging out even though we are together in our apartment, and I'm just not sure how to even bring up this topic and find a way to spend more quality time together. Mm. I have actually been through this like exact thing. So background, Matt and I moved in together like a month into the pandemic. So we went from living separately to being together 24-7 because we both worked from home. And so I didn't know how to navigate that literally at all. And we got to the point where because we were physically together any time prior, like us not living together, when we were physically together, that was like a designated hangout. That was quality time. And so when we moved in together, 
I love the meows in the background. Cat, I'm like trying. I was like really trying to be sleepy <laughs> about okay. it. It's relentless. I'm sorry. It is totally okay. Um, so when we moved in together and we were physically together, in my mind, that was like, okay, this is quality time. And then a couple months in, I was like, why don't I feel like we're even really hanging out? Because we weren't. We were just physically in the same vicinity, especially from working from home together. Like, that's not hanging out for sure. And then after work, it was a situation where it's like, you know, we're both on the couch, but like we're on our phones. And that's nice sometimes for sure, but that's also not necessarily like designated quality time. And I also will say that, yeah, been together for over two years, living together for six months. Six months is not that long. Like you're probably still in that adjustment period. Living with someone new, whether it's a significant other or a roommate, is always an adjustment. And so I would take that into consideration as well. Like, don't be too hard on yourself in this situation. This is still very, very new. But know that I have been in this particular situation. And for us, it was kind of as easy as that. Like, recognizing, hey, I don't think we're actually hanging out. Like, us physically being in the same room doesn't feel like hanging out. And carving out actual time for real dates, real hanging out, real quality time together. I think again, common theme here, communication is key. Bring it up with him. He might be feeling the same way. You don't even, you don't know. Yeah. That's what I was thinking is like, could this partner of yours also be having the same thoughts and you're having them at the same time, but nobody is really, you know, voicing them. And I think somebody's got to step up and it could open up this really wonderful opportunity to make a change and get what you desire out of it, which is you want to spend real quality time with your partner. Um, and then obviously they could be getting what they want out of it too. I think this is obviously just like a very common thing is when partners move in together, you kind of turn into roommates a little bit mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and there it's nothing it's not necessarily like anybody's fault either. So I don't want to like demonize anyone in this situation. Like, yeah, he plays his video games. You're on your phone. It's like, we all have these things that we do, even if we weren't living with this person, but now we just share the space with them. So we kind of are seeing them doing these things that we wouldn't usually. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's just like giving everybody a little bit of grace here, but also just like voicing what you need from your partner. Really setting these expectations and letting them be known and if your partner does not like want to pick up on them or do anything with them like then yes that's grounds for like maybe a little bit more of a tougher conversation but I think yeah. the first step is just saying like this is what I need here what do you need right mm -hmm. like being open to like both people getting what they need out of a relationship and like we said you're very freshly into living with each other. Like six months is infancy in living with someone. So there's just a lot of like transitional things happening mm -hmm. and you're both probably like really trying to sort out like what it's like to live with a partner. I don't know if you've lived with a partner before, but this could be like the very first time you are doing this. So it's like very, very new territory and just having these open lines of communication, but not making it feel so like life or death in the relationship it's just like this is a thing we need to work through nobody's in the wrong but I think that there's a better way that we can live with one another and also still like really foster a romantic relationship because when you move into each other move in with each other it kind of just like naturally loses that little bit of like spark or romanticism but it's up to you two to like mm -hmm. reignite it and the only way you can do that is if you make it be known that that's something you want to do yeah. And this is kind of like more broad advice, I guess. But when it comes to relationships and like conflict or these kind of like tough conversations, even I like to think of it. And this is a recent thing. Again, I don't know what it is about just like getting into your mid 20s. It feels like everything just like clicks a little bit more. Yet I'm still struggling more than ever. So don't know how that makes sense. But <laughs> Conflict in a relationship or these tough conversations doesn't have to be a negative thing. I think it's a really, really wonderful opportunity to like learn more about your partner and how they operate, which to me is like the crux of a relationship. Like it's it's knowing that person deeply enough to understand like the way they work and think and how to live your lives in unison in like the most cohesive way. I feel like I'm throwing out so many buzzwords and it's not forming a, a normal sentence, but you know what I mean? Like conflict doesn't have to be this scary, like awful negative thing. It can be a chance to 
really grow your relationship and learn about each other more. Yeah, absolutely. I think conflict that has been very, you know, demonized in like the movies we watch and the media we consume. It's like when people are in a fight, it's either they're breaking up or Mm -hmm. like something else, you know, it's never just like, oh, their relationship actually got better through having this maybe Mm -hmm. uncomfortable or difficult conversation. Um, I think in my own long-term relationship, anytime I've kind of spoken up for myself and my needs because I'm with somebody who loves me and who wants to take care of me and I too for him, um, any like conflict we've gone through has really strengthened our bond. And I know that a lot of people are fearful to like go into these situations because you probably for a lot of us, like 20 somethings, we haven't done this before. Like none of us are experts here. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. what's really important to know is that a lot of us are like trying to figure out what we want and we don't exactly know how to like go about that. And the only way we can do it is if we just use our voices and we are there for each other in like a gracious capacity. Like I said, your partner probably like doesn't even realize that him playing video games could be like taking away from any like specific time with you. He's probably like, I want to decompress after work. Same with you on your phone. Nobody's in the wrong here, but we just need to just be open to maybe having like a shift in our schedules and carving in time, like you said, and it doesn't have to be this like big, this big scary thing, you know, that could lead to mm-hmm. a breakup. Like, I don't think breakup is really where this is heading by what I'm hearing. I think it's just like, we have a very, very small quote unquote issue that we're fully capable of working through and getting mm-hmm. to the other side of. Yeah. And the more you're able to kind of be upfront about the things that you're feeling and thinking and what you need, like the easier these conversations come from that point forward. So again, take it as an opportunity to put your skills to practice and yeah, let them know what what you're feeling and what you need. And yeah, to Gia's point, you don't know what's going on in his mind. And so much trouble arises from when we just like live in our own brains and we're assuming what other people are thinking and feeling and we, you know, catastrophize and we spiral and we come up with these whole storylines in our brains. And then you actually have the conversation and you're like, oh, OK, that was way different than I thought, because you don't know what's going on in someone else's mind. So you really just got to talk to them. Yeah. Give yourself and your partner the opportunity to show up for each other. That's really mm-hmm. all all that like having and managing a relationship is. It's like communicating what you need and giving that person the opportunity to step up or step away. Wow. I love that. Put that <laughs> on like a t-shirt or something. That was yes. great. I like that. A little step like, up or step away. <laughs> a little guy with a bat. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Merch merch coming soon. <laughs> yes. I'll let you know when the drop date is. <laughs> yes. It will be all sustainable though. But yes. I don't contribute <laughs> to that freaking toxic. What is it? Fast fashion. Oh. Yes. Not around here. Well, Gia. This has been so good. This was great. I knew I would have the best time with you. I hope Same. I hope we helped to everybody that submitted. Thank you. Because I know, like, even though this was anonymous, I know that's still scary sometimes to put some things that you're going through, like, into words and, and out there into the, into the world. So thank you for everyone that submitted. And if we didn't get to you, I'm so sorry. But part two coming soon, question mark? Yeah, let us know. I mean, I'm already down to come back. I'm like, let's keep recording. But <laughs> I want to know if you guys actually found some some good use yeah. in our advice. Like, let us know if we actually helped you. I would love to know. Me Sound too. off in the comments. I would love feedback. I love feedback, but not if it's like too mean or negative. Then I don't want it. <laughs> no, like if it's if it's hurtful. No, no, no. Keep it to yourself because I cannot. I can't withstand that. I'm a fragile being. <laughs> no, same. I am a delicate flower, and I. I can't be roughhoused with words. Nope. <laughs> nope. I got some peonies back here and a petal's about to drop off at any moment into my candle. And I'm like, literally me. Like at any given oh my moment, God. I could fall apart and bust into flames. Which, like, <laughs> to, like they're like it's so a metaphor. Open, it's literally about to drop into Ooh. my candle. Literally me. <laughs> life or yeah. Life imitating life art. Life imitates art. art. Mm-hmm. Right here, right now. <laughs> Well, Gia, let everybody know where they can find you. I'm sure everyone would love to go over and follow you and check out the podcast. So tell them where to go. You can find me at, and then I just tell you my address. I'm just kidding. No, you <laughs> can find yourself. <laughs> I am located. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my gosh. I, you can find me 
on Instagram and TikTok at ambivalent bitches. Um, also, you can listen to me wherever you listen to podcasts, namely Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, all of those at ambivalent bitches as well. Um, that's really all the places I am. If you find me anywhere else, it's probably not me. So steer clear. And that's, yeah, that's it. I'll see you there. Maybe. I haven't been very good at being active online though. <laughs> oh, tell me about it. I'm the worst. I try so hard. And yeah, I feel like you and I get each other with that. Like I just, it I can't. It does. It really does. Well, thank it's you so right. much for coming on. I This was long awaited and I'm so happy to have had you on. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me on. I've been waiting for this moment. I, I am absolutely <laughs> reveling in it. I'm waiting already for the request to come back. <laughs> this has been so No, good. literally, it took so long because I am mentally unwell. So Oh, same. You know, at any point that anyone sends me a message, just know I'm definitely having a breakdown. But I will get back yeah. to you. No worries. I will. Yes. I'll be crying, but I'll get back to you. <laughs> yes. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it helped. And even if you weren't one of the people that submitted, hopefully there was a little nugget of wisdom in this that, you know, you could take forward with you as you as you move through the rest of your day or your week. So thank you for tuning in. And you can find me. I always forget to plug my own socials at the end. You can find me at GoodHumanPod on Instagram. Um, but as the theme follows, I am not always super active on that Instagram. I am trying. So if you want to follow me on my personal account, I usually post Good Human updates on there as well. That is at Abby underscore Wellner. So check it out. Check Gia out. And yeah, wherever you are, have a great morning, afternoon, evening, rest of your week. Love ya. And I will talk to you next time. See ya. Bye.